Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Yay, yay, we are back, baby. It is the Monday recap episode. Today is November 4th. We are officially in November. Michael, how you feeling, man? Wowzers. Yeah. Um, are you going to do No Shave November? No shave November, like Movember, for the, for the testicular yeah. cancer awareness. Yeah, whatever. Same thing. No shave November. Movember. Movember. Yeah, thing. I, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna shape up my th- my stuff, but that's kind of that's kind of cheating. I know. Uh, eh. It's one of the reasons why I went clean shaven, because I wanted to kind of start fresh in November. No, I'll probably shave like tomorrow. Ah, uh, what what is that? You want? You could do just mustache. That's what it's really for. Yeah. My mustache is the worst. I'll tell you what I am doing. For those of you who were fans of VM last year when I was on that show, um, no excuse November is in full effect. I'm doing it for myself this time. I'm not doing it on social media. You know, I'm just, uh, I'm just being in myself. But um, I'm doing intermittent fasting. I'm trying not to drink. Um, I've already given up the other thing that I used to do that used to make me happy. <laughs> That's I've given that up for like three months now. Um what else? What else am I doing? Oh, I'm eating healthy, working out every day. In fact, right after this, out. I want to go home and hit the core de force. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Yeah, so uh, hopefully I can Let's lose some. Let's go grab a drink after this, Tim. Nah, nah. Stop <laughs> trying to be a bad influence on me, you <laughs> son of a bitch. How, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, Language. Right. So uh, if you didn't notice by the plethora of possible spelling errors, I didn't go back and check. Michael was up in uh, Ithaca this weekend visiting our very special guest, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I was on Twitter duty. Yep. So I, I appreciate that, Tim. Yeah, it was all good. You know, that I'm watching anyway. Might as well tweet, right? Yeah. Actually, apparently, um, what time we're in Spectrum. Uh, apparently, Spectrum Red Zone is faster than DirecTV Red Zone because... You were hitting. I was seeing the touchdowns, and then I'd see it on the Directv Red Zone like a minute later. Plus, Scott Hansen is Yo, on it. My listening bad. to it on Directv, shout out Scott Hansen, man. Yo, he's the man. Like the Directv guy, he's solid, but he's no Scott Hansen. I will say this, Scott Hansen. For those of you who don't know, we're talking about NFL Red Zone. Yep. Scott Hansen, when do you pee? Right. Like that guy pee, does not pee from one to eight. Maybe he uses a catheter only on Sundays. Mm. There are I'm some. Yo, do you know what I was thinking? Like, imagine they give him the live feed from his phone, and he has, like, a headset, and he just goes to the bathroom and pees in the urinal while he's peeing. He's like, oh, and what a touchdown from Ryan Fitzpatrick. They got to do something like that. I mean, how could a guy he's not gonna, pee for what, seven What hours? if he has to take, like, a, a bad shit? Like, he had some bad food the day before. See, that is more... You think they make him, like, eat super healthy on Saturday or something? I think he probably <laughs> just does it for himself, but yeah. that's more controllable. Because, all right, so when I was a little kid, I had something called rheumatic fever. For those who don't know, it's like this, this, uh, this thing you get that makes you inactive for a while. But anyway, it's, it's your heart. It's like, it's like a heart condition. I had it for like, I got a clean bill of health when I was like 24. So I had a heart condition. And one of the things that they say helps your heart is if you have regulated bowel movements. So my doctor told me that I have to sit on the toilet every morning until I shit. And that's going to regulate me. And I'm going to shit every morning. One of the best decisions I ever made in my life. And that's why Timmy shits every single morning. Every single morning, as soon as I wake up, I shit. Yep. It's amazing. And then I don't shit for the rest of the day. Unless I eat dairy, then I shit immediately. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I do not shit. I shit one time a day. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Let's move on from bowel movements. No, what do you mean? Don't you? Isn't this the bowel movement show? It's kind of gross. Oh, this is our other show. This is the fantasy football the show. The Bowel Fantasy Podcast. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought this was the bowel movement show. No, but for real though, um, if you had Christian McCaffrey, you probably dropped some bowel movements all over people's heads last week. Um, but let's get started with the news. Those stories and more in just two minutes. Stay with us. Thanks for joining us this half hour. I'm Don Harrison. Donnie. Around the world in 30 minutes. This is Headline News. Donny H last week. Our guy John Donny H, he's back. Uh, my boy Nick, shout out to Nick Patino, one of the one of the best people in the history of the world. I'm just putting that out there. One of the like, he's just a kind dude, like a really good dude, but also a fan of Brodo. Not even because he's my friend, just because he wants to be a friend of Bro- friend of Brodo. And he hit me up last week. He's like, "Yo, no drops, whack." So Nick, we hope you're happy. <laughs> um, so our <laughs> our news. Mark, ninety percent of the listeners are just for the drops. I, it has to be Mark Walton. 
is our first piece of news. This fucking guy can't stay out of his own way. NFL gives him a four-game suspension for the um, the personal conduct policy. Uh, he got like three fights or something during the offseason. Three offseason arrests. Mm-hmm. This is kind of coming down from that. And as it would happen, it happens the week after Kenyon Drake gets traded. So it looks like it's Kalen Balage time in Miami for the next four games. Blah. David Balage. Although the Jets made him look like the best running back of all time last week. I don't know about that. But. I, I'm obviously being... I, guys, we're we're sad Jet fans. Maybe J.H.I. goes back to Miami. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, for, all those, for all those fantasy experts that were saying stash J.H.I. In week five, it was when Saquon went down. Yeah. How's that roster spot doing? Right. How's it how's it hanging over there? How's it going? How's it Hi. going, JHI guys? There he is. But yeah, some people are gonna say Miles Gaskin. This dude is like fourth on the depth chart. I don't see any simple path for him to get playing time. So what about Patrick Laird? Uh blah. Yeah. It's all of this is just blah. I mean, you don't really want a Dolphins running back, but I mean, it's always it already blah to begin with. It's already it's good to have a starting running back, though. I would I would uh I wouldn't waste my number one. Waiver, but if let's say you're in the bottom half of waivers this week, I would if Kalen Balaj is available, I, I'd scoop him up. Mm. He's a starting running back, man. Those don't grow on trees. I mean, so was Mark Walton last week, and he got like four. Yeah, Kalen Balaj had a good game, though. We'll see. Uh, Paris Campbell, unfortunately, another guy who could have taken a big step forward. He fractures his hand. He's going to miss time. He has surgery. That now leaves T.Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell, Paris Campbell sorry, on the sidelines. Uh, Zach Pascal, Chester Rogers, and Deion Kane are the three wide receivers. Now we're going to talk a little bit about Zach Pascal later. Yep. But what about Chester Rogers and Deion Kane? Does this open them up a little bit? Um, I mean, they should; those should be the clear three while Ty Hilton is out for now. Uh, but we still got to see if Brissett's going to play. If it's Brian Hoyer, you can't really trust Kane or Rogers. So, speaking of which, another another piece of news: Chris Mortensen reports that Jacoby Brissett has a chance to play next week against the Dolphins. Um, that would be ideal against the Dolphins. He hurt his MCL, which is uh, the muscle in your knee. That's not the ACL. Um, so I Are think it's a like, doctor or something. <laughs> it's like mitochondrial collateral ligament or something. I know it's collateral ligament, but um, collateral damage. MCL is way way less important than an ACL. Michael Christopher Latropolis. Stop it already. Michael's middle name is Christopher. Now, yep. if you couldn't put that together, but yeah, I, a I lot think, of people right now are going, "Oh, interesting." I have a long name. <laughs> yeah, not as long as mine. That's true. Ephemios Crisos Spiros Petrobos. Don't sue me. Um, yeah. So With the whole uh, that's my real Greek name. Greek everything. That's it. Um, I think the the tight ends take a big step up here. Uh, Jack Doyle scored a touchdown last week. You just don't know which tight end is going to be every week. Yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't say a big step up. Um, they'll certainly be more useful though. Without just, Ty and Paris Campbell, but you don't know how much. They're going to be like Ebron didn't really have yeah, much of an impact. But Doyle played well, but if he didn't catch the touchdown, then he would have been blah as well. If Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron were just one guy, I feel like this would be a big, big step forward. I mean, they'd be a every week tight end one if that was the case. But right. Nope. The Deshaun Jackson experiment returning to Philly, it got started with a bang, and now it's ending. He's going to end the season. Four to six weeks, he's out with Terrible. a with a, uh, abdominal muscle issue. Oh, man. He's getting surgery. Yeah, sucks for him, dude. This guy can't stay on the field. Yeah. He played, what, that one game and had a tremendous game. Two touchdowns? Yeah. Over 100 yards. Sucks for uh, D-Jax. As if it wasn't as bad as it could be for the New York Jets after losing to the Miami Dolphins, uh, Manish Mehta of the Daily News, who, by the way, goes in on Adam Gase on Twitter. I don't know if you yeah. if you see. He goes in. He's like, I don't know if you're, this guy is people, nothing but a, a this. There's no thing about this man that's a leader. You know, people like hate him. Gase or Meta? Meta. Yeah, because he's apparently and no, and apparently he just sped, spreads false rumors all the time. I don't know. He wouldn't be working for Daily News if he did. But there's a there's also a tweet that keeps getting spread from him by his haters and all his posts about how he wrote an article saying, "Congrats, Jets fans." You found your man for years to come, and it was about Adam Gase, <laughs> and now he shits all over Adam Gase. Yeah, he does. It's prob- that's so probably a little funny. bit of a he's taking it personally. It's a little funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, Manish Mehta says that um, Le'Veon Bell is going to get an MRI on his knee on Monday. Um, look, this could explain why he hasn't been getting touches the last couple weeks, or that could be explained by the fact that Adam Gase sucks. 
Yeah, who knows? Um, full-on panic mode for Le'Veon Bell owners. We said last week, if he doesn't go off against Miami, then he could hit full-on panic mode. This is like the week we've been waiting for since the season started. And boy, oh boy, that was rough. Just all-around terrible for the Jets. In a situation where they have a great schedule coming up, and but at the same time, this is what it used to... This, as Knicks fans, we used to listen to the pregame and... There used to there used to be like oh the Knicks have this upcoming schedule this game is winnable this game is winnable, but then you have to look at it at the other end and they're looking at the Knicks as winnable as very winnable right. right that's how it is with the Jets like the Jets have a great schedule coming up but they're worse than all the teams they're playing I gotta say though one good thing that's come out of all of this one report despite all this the Jets being the laughing stock of the league um, apparently Joe Douglas when he was the Jets GM when he was shopping around Jamal Adams to the Cowboys. He was looking for Zach Martin in return. So he, if he's going after an offensive lineman, that's a good sign for things to come because he better start putting a whole bunch of money into offensive line. It's going to be O-line, O-line, O-line. And you can blame Darnold all you want, and yeah, he's playing like crap. He literally has no time to do anything. The, the, the like, it, I don't know, the, the precipice or the, the peak – of that last week came when uh, on the corner blitz by Miami where he, he just came completely yeah. unseen and sacked Donald like the two. That's been happening to Donald all year. No pressure, and the kid's young. He's he's nervous. It's yeah. the same as Baker Mayfield. The dudes aren't protected. you got to protect the young quarterbacks. It's been rough, but shout-out to the Cowboys for not accepting that deal because trading Zach Martin for Jamal Adams would have been atrocious. Yeah, that would have been a bad trade. Um, listen to this one. Browns coach Freddie Kitchens said... Wait for it. Kareem Hunt will definitely have a role in his 2019 debut week 10 against the Bills. This is his first regular season action following the eight-game suspension, and then he missed four to six weeks post-sports hernia surgery, which is kind of bullshit that he's injured and those count as a suspended games. Word. It's kind of bullshit, but I guess there's nothing you could do about it. Um, It's interesting because Dante, Dante... Dontrell Hilliard, excuse me, has run 39 routes compared to Chubb's 35 since week eight. And Kareem Hunt was a big threat out of the backfield with the Kansas City Chiefs to catch the ball. This could mean a dual backfield in, in Cleveland. I don't know, I'm not buying into it too much. He'll probably take Hilliard's snaps, but I don't see him taking this huge role. Nick Chubb has been a beast when he had the ball. Um, O.J. Howard coming back against the Cardinals. Do we care? Nope. This is an interesting one. More running back news. Coach uh, Bruce Arians said that Ronald Jones has earned the right to start and play more snaps. Giddy up, Ronald Jones. Yeah. I mean, he, sh- he showed it yesterday against Seattle. He was the guy. He out-snapped and out-touched uh, Peyton Barber by a bunch. It was his backfield. He scored a touchdown on the first drive of the game for Tampa Bay. So it was good to see, and hopefully Ronald Jones can actually this time keep a stranglehold on the starting running back position and be a useful asset for fantasy teams. He's coming up on Arizona, who allowed the second most fantasy points per game to running backs. So, kind of slots in as an RB2 right away. He might, yeah. So, if it's, you've been holding on to Ronald Jones, it, it might start to pay off here. I mean, obviously, it's risky because this has happened like once or two times already just this season. But it's never been a coach, the coach coming out and saying, yeah, it's his time. So, we'll see. So that's it for the news. Before we get into our next segment, we want to thank our sponsors, Red Cup News, at Red Cup News on Instagram for all of your college football needs, college sports in general. Um, These guys know what they're talking about when it comes to college sports. This is your source for knowing who's next in the NFL and who to take with your next picks in the NFL. Are you in a draft that drafts only rookies? Are a league that drafts only rookies? Are you in a league that drafts uh, draft picks, that trades draft picks? You need to pay attention to what these guys have to say. And we're the official fantasy sports providers, so people helping people. There you go. And also shout out to Thrive Fantasy. ThriveFantasy.com and the Thrive Fantasy app is the newest daily fantasy game that's taken the nation by stone. What you do there is you pick a lineup of 10 props. Those 10 props have point values, and whoever has the most points wins some cash. In fact... You can start winning cash without even playing in a lineup. All you have to do is sign up for the Thrive Fantasy app and use the promo code BRODO. When that happens, your first deposit of $10 more or more, you can get a free $10 just for no reason. Yep. Free $10, guys. 
Do you like free $10, Michael? I do, Tim. I love free $10. Mm-hmm. For example, Michael and I both have the Thrive Fantasy app. We've both been playing on the Thrive Fantasy app. And we both have the exact num more than the exact number of dollars that we put in originally. I have not spent a single dollar. I play every week. Yep. That's because I won big one week. I've been using it. I've been winning. I've been losing. I've been winning. I've been losing. Week one was really my... I was like beginner's luck, I think. But bang, bang. I haven't used a single one of my own dollars. Yeah. That's why we're telling you to do it. And you can help us out if you use the promo code Brodo. So people helping people. Of course, of course. Let's get into these surprises, the surprise, surprise segment. Stuff that we didn't exactly see coming last oh, yes. week. I saw that coming from a mile away. A little so, confused here, Tim. We always start with we saw that coming. You just played the we saw that coming drop. And then you said, let's start with surprise, surprise. You're right. You know what? I fucked that <laughs> one up. This is the we saw that coming. This is what we <laughs> did see coming. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Um, How dare let, you. let me play that drop over again just in case we missed it. <laughs> I saw that coming from a mile away. Well, there you go. Surprise, surprise. It's not surprise, surprise. How's that for a surprise? There you go. We saw that coming. Michael, who's the first one you saw coming? Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette ended with 11 rushes for 40 yards, six targets, five receptions, 32 yards. I told the it was one of the first games we spoke about in the review up uh, excuse me in the preview episodes last week. I said I did not have a good feeling about Leonard Fournette. Uh, I said he'll have to find the end zone to have a significant day um, fantasy wise, and he did not. He only ended with 9.7 points. You guys were calling me crazy, and there you go. I was not surprised by Leonard Fournette's lack of RB one ness this week. The most interesting bar is Ryquel Armstead got five catches. Yeah, once they were down by like two, three touchdowns, Armstead was getting more burn. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, my saw that coming is Derrick Henry. Now, we were talking about the top five players who will have an opportunity to fall into the end zone every week. I mentioned that I would bet the house that Derrick Henry scored the touchdown this week against Carolina. Carolina has allowed the most rushing touchdowns to running backs before this game, 12. They've now allowed 14 because Derrick Henry, uh, 13 rushes for 63 yards is not going to set the world on fire, but he gets that touchdown. Plus in the passing game, three targets, three receptions, 36 yards and a touchdown. Um, Start your running backs against Carolina people because they've been completely susceptible to the running back. Uh, They're not only have the best running back on the other side, but in a game with Carolina, you're almost guaranteed to have two RB1s in that game. So whoever's playing Carolina, start that running back because more more than likely he's going to score a touchdown. And when you have a running back like Derrick Henry, who's a touchdown machine, and you're putting him up against a team that gives up a lot of rushing touchdowns, the math is just fixed. And it was nuts because Derrick Henry started the first half with two rush attempts, zero, anything else. That's it. Dude. Two touches. I was so nervous for a little while because I own a lot of Derrick Henry. Yeah, and, and they were trailing by 17 points, and then they decided we got to get Henry the ball, and he absolutely crushed it in the second half. In their, The only reason they even made a little bit of a comeback was because Derrick Henry. And honestly, you got to love the three receptions and the screen touchdown. Hopefully they uh, utilize him more through the air because – Three receptions is his season high. I've been preaching this since the beginning. Derrick Henry is not a change of pace back. Derrick Henry is a... I'm sorry, he's not a bruising back. Derrick Henry is a guy to get out in space. Now, he looks giant, so you don't think that. But he's one of the fastest guys in the league. Two years ago on his his 99-yard run, excuse me, he reached the top speed of any player in the league that year. He is good with the stiff arm. You put him in stiff arm range, and he will stiff arm you out of the way. Get this guy in space. They run him up the middle too much. Get him in space. That's where he succeeds. Um, Who's your second? We saw that coming, Mike. Tim? I just paused for a second because I was trying to think of um, a funeral song. What's a song that's saying at funerals? Maybe like Amazing Grace or something like that? I'm thinking about like the the bagpipes. Yeah, something of that sort. For LaShawn McCoy. Ah, uh, yeah. Let's see. What did me and Timmy bet last week? <laughs> that McCoy would have more touches and fantasy points than Damian Williams? Yo, not for nothing, take away the 91-yard run, and he, I'm, I'm right. No, All you're right, not. suck it. LaShawn McCoy had three rush attempts for nine yards, one reception for zero yards. Damian Williams played over 70% of the snaps 
12 rushes, 125 yards, the touchdown, two receptions, three yards. LaShawn McCoy played less than Daryl Williams. McCoy played 10% of the snaps. 10%. (laughs) Did he type in funeral bagpipes? 10% of the snaps, Tim. Daryl Williams played more. Damien Williams, seven times more. Damien Williams took over as the lead back in KC, and it was glorious. For those of you who spent the third round pick on Damian Williams, or maybe even a second. Yo, maybe Damian Williams is a league winner now. Crazier yeah. things have happened. Crazier things have definitely happened. This is around the time he became a late league winner last year. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Johnny will be really happy about that. I was. And wi- I know 97-yard rush aside, he wasn't 91 great. 91-yard. 91-yard rush aside, he wasn't great. He wasn't horrible, though. But he wasn't horrible. People are making it out like he sucked the other. Nah, I mean, he was average. And you can't take away a 91-yard touchdown rush. No, especially because he put the shimmy on somebody. Like, he yep. put the whoops, the whoop-de-dooski. He did it. He did that. He did. He did a whoop-de-dooski. Uh, my, uh, what is this? Saw that coming. A couple weeks ago, I sat here and I said, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a chance to acquire Devin Singletary, please, for God's sakes, oh, do yeah. so. This is a league-winning back. Oh, yeah. I got a little ahead of myself, and I started him week one when he got back. Devin Singletary last week, his third week back, uh, after, you know, a good performance last week, receiving-wise. He got himself 20 rushing attempts, two zero rushing attempts for 95 yards and a touchdown. He also got four targets, three receptions for 45 yards, and... It's not only Devin Singletary that makes me love Devin Singletary. It's Frank Gore. Look, Frankie, you're the man. I cannot say enough about Frank Gore and how good Frank Gore is. At the same time, you're old. You're an old man. And as a person who's about to turn 31, I hear you. You're slowing down a little bit. I get it. He gets stuffed at the goal line three times on one drive. That was rough. He gets stuffed on fourth and one. One time. He gets stuffed on third and one another time. That's five stuffs when you need one yard to gain. He had 11 carries for 15 yards last week. Devin Singletary is the back that's going to lead this Buffalo Bills team into the future. And the next two weeks, the matchups are juicy. At Cleveland, at Miami, and even versus Denver is not a bad matchup in week 12. And then at Dallas is not a bad matchup. Gets a little dicey in the playoffs. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New England. That's a little dicey. But with that being said, Devin Singletary, I think he is the star on the rise here. And we're going to talk a little bit more about Devin Singletary when we're talking about the rising stars. Yeah, word up. Uh, Michael, who's your second uh, saw that coming? Tim, Tim, Tim. Uh, we already did it, didn't we? Yes. You know what? <laughs> I had caffeine. My brain's all over the place. Ah, oh, cup of tea. Ah, oh, cup of tea. No, I, it's caffeine affects me, bro. <laughs> but now it's actually time for the surprise, surprise. The people we did not expect to see. Talking and to be talking about yeah. this week. Surprise, motherfucker. Uh, All right. One. <laughs> so uh, we'll start with you, Michael. Who's your first surprise surprise? My first surprise surprise is a guy who put up 17.7 half PPR fantasy points and found the end zone twice and was not on the radar prior to this week. Jacob Hollister. Tight end for the Seattle Seahawks. I'm not surprised that a Seattle tight end did that. Yeah, but I'm surprised uh, it was Hollister. Basically, just kind of like took the uh, Will Disley role. Six targets, four receptions, 37 yards, two receiving touchdowns, albeit on a day where that Russell Wilson threw for five. But he played uh, 59 snaps compared to Luke Wilson's 17. Luke Wilson got hurt, though. That There is something to be said about that. True, true. But look, a tight end for um, for Russell Wilson has been productive in the past. We saw it with Will Disley come out of nowhere. So with Jimmy Graham. Saw it with Jimmy Graham and others. So, I mean, I'm not saying go pick up and start Jacob Hollister next week, but this was certainly surprising, and he uh, he now at least has to be in the back of your mind. My first surprise surprise is Tevin Coleman in a negative way. Holy coming moly. off Coming off a 38.8-point performance where he had 105 yards, he could not find space at all, and he got out-touched by Matt Brito, who was running well. Uh, so it, it, Coleman was really on him. Only 12 rushes for 23 yards and two receptions for 13 yards. Ends up putting up four point, what 4.6 in half PPR formats. I got to stop listening to you and Jason. Why? 
Because Jason made me feel stupid for ranking Josh Jacobs over Tevin Coleman. So I switched it. I mean, I would have put money on Tevin Coleman at Arizona putting up some points on Thursday with with some injuries. Because remember, going into Thursday, it was only Coleman. Breida was hurt. Yeah. Wilson was hurt. But all of but a sudden... Matt Breida's a robot. Right. Matt Breida is the Terminator. And <laughs> Coleman, you know, sucked. Yeah. So for those of you who are counting on another 38-point performance from Tevin Coleman, sorry. Um, with that being said, maybe three point eight. This <laughs> he, this is not my stock down. I'm still really high on Tevin Coleman. I think he's an RB two for the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm not down on him either. Yeah. All right. So Michael, who's your next surprise surprise? My surprise surprise was Jalen Samuel slash Trey Edmonds. Not because uh, Jalen Samuels caught thirteen passes, which Crazy. was surprising enough. Yeah. Because that he ran eight times for ten yards. And Trey Edmonds ran 12 times for 73 yards. Trey Edmonds outrushed Jalen Samuels. It was pretty interesting compared to the fact that Jalen Samuels only had 40 snaps. Uh, to tra- Excuse me. Jalen Samuels had 40 snaps to Edmonds 17. So Samuels was on the field a lot more. But every time, almost every time Trey Edmonds was on the field, he was getting a rush attempt. And that was not happening with Jalen Samuels. He was used as a Mason Rudolph security blanket, which... Apparently Mason Rudolph can't has one good game against Miami and now he can't throw past seven yards again. Not surprising. I'm a frustrated Juju Smith Schuster owner talking here, but or and Deontay Johnson. But yeah, uh, the way that Trey Edmonds uh, outran Jalen Samuels and he literally outran him skill wise, eight for ten compared to twelve for seventy two isn't even close. So if Connor has to miss more time. Obviously, Jalen Samuels is the better play and has, obviously, the pass-catching appeal since he did just have 13 receptions. But Trey Edmonds and Trey Edmonds was in on the goal line and got stuffed. So it hurts Samuels' appeal a bit, knowing that Trey Edmonds is definitely going to get some work. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay with the running back theme here. I'm going to go with Kenyon Drake. Look, we on our show told you that Kenyon Drake was probably the guy that the Cardinals were going to go with. We said that because the other two guys that are on the roster, Alfred Morris and Zach Zenner, were also added two weeks prior to Kenyon Drake. What we didn't know was that Drake would get crazy work, and not only that, be super effective in that work. Yeah. 15 rushes for 110 yards and four receptions for 52 yards. His first play from scrimmage was a 36-yard run, so he kind of got in there and made his presence known right away. I think that he was a borderline start considering his new his new digs, but to say that you expected 28.2 points out of Kenyon Drake, you would be lying. Anyone would be lying. Yeah, I mean, I had him as RB30 in my rankings, so I had him as a flex play. Just because of volume, I didn't know he was going to go off like that. I mean, he had 60 yards and a touchdown his first drive as a Cardinal. Anyone who has listened to Brodo for the past year or so, uh, even longer, the past couple years, know my knows my love for Kenyon Drake. I, I think that's a universal love from the Brodo Bros. Yeah, so um, it was it was awesome to see Kenyon Drake. We all work. took Kenyon Drake in our Scott Fish Bowls. I do not have Kenyon Drake in that league. You oh, and Jason which, got him. We did. Yeah, oh, okay. we all took uh, T- Tyreek Hill. Oh, we all took Tyreek Hill. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm happy I have Kenyon Drake now. All right. So. Um, that's it for Surprise Surprise, or you yep. got one more? That's it. All right, so our next segment is Stock Rising. These are players whose stock is going up after last week. Something just came across my desk, John. It is perhaps the best thing I've seen in the last six months. Now, right now, John, the stock trades over the counter at 10 cents a share. And by the way, John, our analyst indicator could go a heck of a lot higher than that. We are looking at a grand slam home run. So some of the guys that we see as the stock rising, I'll start with this one. My first guy is J.D. McKissick, the running back for the Detroit Lions. Look, Carrion Johnson is out, and the Detroit Lions wanted to run. But now they've become a complete passing offense. It's ridiculous. Matt Stafford is playing out of his mind. Uh, Those wide receivers are playing out of their mind. I was playing, shout out to Jess, I was playing Jess in the Tingle League, and she decided that she was going to start five Lions. Hot damn. It worked. She started Stafford, 28.8 points. Kenny Galladay, 23.2 points. 
Marvin Jones, 24.6 points. TJ Hawkinson, 7.1 points. Now, she started Danny Amendola, who was the only dud at 4.4. But still, five Lions, it all worked out. Had she started JT McKissick, she would have got the lion share. Get that? Get it? Get it? The lion share <laughs> of all the Lions fantasy points. They really spread it out in this one, considering they didn't score that many points. They only scored 24 points. So having all those all those fantasy points for these guys is pure numbers, uh, pure yards. Four rushes for 32 yards from McKiss- McKissick. The most important part, four targets, three receptions, 40 yards, and a receiving touchdown. If this offense stays like this, McKissick is the pass catching back. And like Theo Riddick in the past, the running backs are not going to be predictable. You don't know if it's going to be Ty Johnson. You don't know if it's going to be anyone else in that offense. They were given... They were giving handoffs out the wazoo. Trey Carson injured now. <laughs> out the wazoo. To everyone, right? But the one guy who was a stalwart was J.D. McKissick, and I think he'll be a startable asset in certain matchups going forward. You know, I'm not going to agree with you here, but that's okay. I'm also not going to disagree with you. Eight touches to what you, J.D. McKissick's 12. <laughs> yes, I'm a neutral third party. To who's party. 12? To Ty Johnson's 12. You said J.D. McKissick's. No, Shady McKissick's eight to Ty Johnson's twelve. That's 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 better. Re-listen, Tim. I just had to repeat myself. Okay, you want to bet? <laughs> you want to make a bet? Go, this doesn't yes, go it does. Yes, it best. does. Yes, it does. What's uh, the, what's the timestamp sure. here? The timestamp right now is thirty-one twenty-seven. See, and a twenty-seven. Let me. I'll give you that one. You know, what? we'll take. I'll take that bet. Oh we'll my god, that's the easiest bet I right. ever had. I'll, I'll start now. Um, I'll write it down after because it's my turn. No, to no, speak. write it down. No, I'll, I'll press the pause button. Hold on. <laughs> That's right. I just paused so I could write that down. Yeah. A blink of an eye, just like that. These guys have no idea that it was paused. <laughs> but yeah, <clears throat> I'll start then. My stock rising, first one. No offense to Jason. Get it? Because he's a rookie tight end. I could not disagree with you more about this one. But it's no offense. It's one play. Tim. So it's one play. Since Emmanuel Sanders left two weeks ago. Okay, convince me. He's played 84% of his snaps. So what? 25% of the team target share. That's more That's that's more sexy. And he's the overall fantasy tight end number six. Hmm. That is a little sexy. <laughs> Look, we've discussed Noah Fant many times. Yes, he only had four targets, three receptions. One of them was a long score, 115 yards. The week before that, eight targets, five receptions, 26 yards. He's going into a bye, so he'll basically be free in your league more than likely. I'm not saying he's a tight end one going forward. I'm saying he could be a tight end one going forward, and he's definitely more viable than he was at the beginning of the season, and his stock is definitely on the rise. Yeah, I mean, And Brandon Allen did not play terribly. I mean, he didn't throw much, 12 for 20, but he got a touchdown to Sutton. Fant scored the long TD. He played better than I expected. Sutton's touchdown was a baby. He babied that, that corner. Carlin Sutton is a good player. Yeah. Um. I think it was Denzel Ward, too, who's also a good player. Babied him. Uh, I'm going with a, a Chargers player, and uh, the Chargers is the theme for me with these stock rising for the next two. Hunter Henry is got to be now for sure 100% on every down, on every week tight end one. Not just tight end one. Top end tight end one. Seven for 84 versus the Packers. He was targeted 10 times. Woof. Averaging 82 yards since returning in week six. When you're talking about a guy in a position that's much needed, he is gobbling up uh, targets, and he's taken away from guys like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. But with that being said, Hunter Henry's stock is definitely on the rise, and he's a guy that um, if you would pick them up on your waivers, that's a difference maker right there. And yeah. I, will, I will say this. The waiver show, for those who do not – Subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com slash brotofantasy. Michael dropped a tip to pick up Hunter Henry and stash him two weeks before he was even on the fantasy radar. So if you did that, just like Michael in most leagues, yeah. it sucks because I got I, Hunter Henry aplenty. Yeah, it sucks because being in being in so many leagues with Michael, like I can't listen to his tips. And it was a great tip. And he, he got the beneficiary <laughs> of all his tips. And uh you all know that I'm not a real advocate of trading for quarterbacks, but because I had picked up um, Dar- Hunter Henry, I also had Darren Waller, and I traded Darren Waller for Lamar Jackson. Figured if I'm going to trade for a quarterback, I might as well get the number one player in all of fantasy. 
And he got me 28 this week against New England, and it looks like I'm going to get a win. This team was struggling most of the season, and I yeah. need to put, I need to string together a few wins. So you, did, you facelifted that team. It looks good. I did. It's All a lot better than it once was. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, who's Devin your... Singletary helps as well. I've yes. been stashing Devin Singletary. Your stock is up on that team. Who else <laughs> do you have? That. Who else oh, do you have? Oh, talk stock about up? Devin Singletary. My next stock up is Devin Singletary. Uh, Tim spoke about him a little bit before in his. Um, we saw that coming. Dude, 20 rushes for 95 yards, <clears throat> four targets, a rushing touchdown, four targets, three receptions, 45 yards. This dude looked absolutely electric, um, especially compared to Frank Gore. Frank Gore had 11 rush attempts for 15 yards. Meanwhile, Singletary averaged over five yards per touch. This week, 24 total touches. He was the clear number one. You guys were all aboard Devin Singletary after he had 68% of the snaps two weeks ago. I was a little... Uh, cautious still I didn't believe in the Buffalo staff to just hand it over to Devin Singletary I thought it was more of a come from behind reason for that happening was not it at all it ended up just being the reins were being handed over to Devin Singletary he had one touch in the first half last week this week he had double digit touches in the first half he gets a nice schedule coming up with uh, Miami Denver and Dallas the next three games all in the bottom 15 uh, Miami's lot Cleveland Miami Denver Dallas so all aboard the Devin Singletary train. Looks like you're going to have a rock-solid RB2 going forward. Speaking of rock-solid RB2s, Austin Eckler is going to be a rock-solid RB2 because Melvin Gordon is going to come for that number one spot. Um, stock up is Melvin Gordon. Mm-hmm. He finally looked like Melvin Gordon last week, put up 24.4 half PPR points, 20 rushes for 80 yards and two rushing touchdowns to add to three receptions and 29 yards. Now, don't get that confused. If you're an Austin Eckler owner, because Austin Eckler also had himself a pretty good game. And you saw this last year, how both of them were fantasy viable. In fact, Austin Eckler had his most touches um, since week five. So it's not as if uh, 16 touches for Austin Eckler. So it's not as if these guys didn't like they, they definitely vultured each other. But there's room enough to eat for both of them. Ken Wisenhunt, the offensive coordinator, was fired last week for the Chargers. New offensive coordinator takes over. And if they asked Melvin Gordon, do you think the new offensive coordinator helps the run game? And he just flat out said, yes. You don't see that too many times. But he flat out just said, yes, it helps the run game. And now you see the Chargers being more like those LT time Chargers, where it's the running backs are going to start, and then you got the tight end. Before, it was LT. Now it's Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. Before it was Antonio Gates. Now it's Hunter Henry. We know that Phillip Rivers likes going to his running backs. He likes going to his tight end. And it's the same thing again. Melgo, someone who we've not been up on, looks like he's finally returning to form. I think that he is definitely um, definitely stock rising. I, it's just, it hurts. Just say it, it bro. Hurts. Just say it. It hurts. Austin Eckler deserves more work, man. He, he does. looks better than Melgo yesterday, too. Yeah, he was more Melko productive. looked decent, but Eckler looked great per use. Look, his stock is up, not because he's a more talented back, but because he, he's going to keep getting fed. Yeah. My stock up, my final stock rising. The two trade player, the two traded players, the only two traded wide receivers to make an impact. And boy, are they making an impact. Mohamed Sanu and Emmanuel Sanders. Mohamed Sanu saw 14 targets against Baltimore, 10 receptions, 81 yards, and a touchdown. Obviously, led the league in targets with those 14, was super involved. Uh, there was a few penalties on balls thrown his way, too. He looked great. And then on Thursday night, Emmanuel Sanders absolutely torched Arizona. Nine targets, seven receptions, 100, 112 yards, and a touchdown. He's a clear-cut number one there. He gets Seattle next week, which is not a scary uh, matchup by any means. His stock is way up, too. Sanders and Sanu, both of them, I like the trade. For their prospects going forward, I didn't know it was going to be this grand this soon. But it's if you're Sanu and Sanders owners, you're very happy. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue with that. Sanu and Sanders owners are definitely happy, especially Sanu owners who went from the number three wide receiver for the Falcons to the number one wide receiver for the Patriots. An upgrade, to say the least. Yeah, the like middling flex option wide receiver three on good days. Now he, uh, it's, it's looking up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for those guys is looking up for, there's a bunch of guys, though, who's not looking up, and their stock is down. Let's get to our last segment because we're, I don't know, are we like, we're Mets fans, so we're, 
we're like sadists or something, so we have to end on the on the bad note because Apparently. we're we're, we're also like Jets that. fans. We're also Knicks fans. <sighs> Life is hard. Boy, we had it rough. Stock is down for us. Word. The worst day on Wall Street since the crash of 1987. The Dow traders are standing there watching in amazement, and I don't blame them. We're now down 43%. Almost everything there completely wiped out. And the NASDAQ, everything and more has been completely wiped out. Let's talk about the speed with which we are watching this market deteriorate. Oof. We got some big time fallers in this week. These markets are deteriorating. You want to know whose market deteriorated really quick? This shows you that the NFL... You can go from the talk of the league, the most popular person in the league, to not having a starting job in one week. And that guy's Gardner Minshew this mm. week. Not only does Gardner Minshew only complete 27 of 47 passes, 309, two interceptions, also lost a couple fumbles, right? The Jaguars get completely blown out. Not only that, but Nick Foles set to return after the bye week this week for the Jaguars. And Doug Marone, their head coach, has said he's going to make a decision this week on who the starting quarterback is going forward. And you've got to think Nick Foles is in that discussion, and he's going to probably take over that job. I wouldn't be shocked. So Gardner Minshew, not only has his stock falling, his stock is plummeting at the rate of a 2008 recession type kind of stock. <laughs> like, for real. Like, he, he's gone. He's not he playable anymore. Yeah. People was, thought they were gonna be, he was going to be the starting quarterback for them all year. Yeah. Now he's gone. I was aboard the Minshew train. This Me too. This is sad. I told people to that go. was an absolutely atrocious performance against Houston and London, man. You can't really have bad. games like that against a bad defense, a defense that's completely susceptible. Yeah, that was rough. With no JJ Watt. Yeah. Tough. I didn't like that one bit. Ugh. Hardcore. My, My first yeah. stock down. The combo we've been waiting for all season is just crumbling before our eyes. Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson. Oh my. Sam Darnold becomes the first quarterback to not put up at least 15 points against Miami this season. Robbie Anderson put up two receptions for 32 yards in what is supposed to be the absolute best matchup for outside wide receivers against Miami. Two receptions for 33 yards. Four targets only. Yes, the schedule is glorious coming up. Yes, there's a slight chance they turn it around, but you're living in la-la land if you don't think that their stocks are way down from what they once were. Ah, <sighs> sucks. Robbie's not going to get paid this offseason. I wonder where he lands. <sighs> I don't know, man, but he deserves to go somewhere good. Uh, why? What has he done that makes you say that? he's the man. He's not the man. They want to give <laughs> him more routes. He doesn't, he doesn't have more routes. He has one route. It's false. Yo, he doesn't make any catches in the rest. None. He's a good wide receiver. He o- he only runs straight. He's basically Deshaun Jackson. No, Deshaun yes. Jackson is much better than him. He's not. He's not Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson's like a Hall of Fame guy. You think Deshaun Jackson makes Hall of Fame? I might be no. pushing a little bit. No. With this day and age, though, where the Hall of Fame is like mad easy to get into, everyone's always mad nice about it. No. Sorry. I don't know. He's one of the best over the top receivers ever. You're right, but no. All right, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we just started talking about his Hall of Fame. Because uh, you asked the question. Yeah, I know, but it was random. But yeah, um, not looking good for Darnold and Robbie. Talking about another guy who's not looking good for Anthony Miller. Donut last week. Dude, that is what I get for believing in Mitch Trubisky for one week in my life. Uh, Against Philadelphia, I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll rank Allen Robinson high. I'll rank Anthony Miller in flex territory. I like their chances, and they made Philadelphia look like the number one defense in the league. Mitch Trubisky's an absolute piece of trash. Did you start Anthony Miller? I did not. I did. <laughs> Goose egg. Zero. Not even a reception. That whole offense had nine yards. The worst call I made in the offseason, Trubisky and Anthony Miller. Yeah. The worst call. I've had some good ones. These. This is a bad one. Yeah, that was, that was rough. Gotta own it. <laughs> Gotta own it. Gotta own it. Mitch Trubisky MVP? Probably the worst, <laughs> the worst possible pick. I mean, I tried telling you it was From, hilariously. But awful. did you think he was going to be the worst player in football? I thought he might be the worst player in football. Yes, you know how I feel about <laughs> Mr. Risky. <laughs> God, that guy is so terribly mismanaged, and and that is true. I, I'll give you that, but still, this whole offense is misma- mismanaged. Matt Nagy goes from coach of the year to cannot put an offensive game plan together. Yeah, but anyway, Anthony Miller was looking as if he was going 
to do something, averaging seven targets the last couple weeks. But, I mean, Taylor Gabriel came back. He got three catches in, ah, uh, man, I can't even I can't even look at this. Allen Robinson, one for six. So Anthony Miller, of course, didn't do anything. Yeah. So zero, big Disgusting. fat zero. Disgusting. Luckily, I started Preston Williams, who, by the way, did we mention Preston Williams out for the season in news? Uh, we did not. Preston Williams out for the season. Hope he recovers. News. I mean, UDFA coming onto the scene like this it was awesome. Shout Twenty-one points Williams. last week. Shout out, he he was going to be in my stock rising, um, but again, he gets Devontae Parker can enter that category now. Yeah, he's like the only real option left out for the season. Though that's a tough one. Um, Thirty-two for 428 and three line on 60 targets as a UDA. Pretty good. Savvy. UDFA. Pretty good, man. Yeah. Uh, but shout out to you, Preston Williams. Hopefully you get better. But yeah, Anthony Miller's stock way down. Yeah. Can't. I'm not going to argue there. My next stock down. You're very familiar with this name by now. They're all very familiar with this name by now. Uh, who you, let me guess. Showing off his glorious floor. Does it start with an o- a S and end with an Oni? Yes. It's Sean <laughs> Goni. <laughs> it's Sony Michelle running back New England Patriots and his 22% of snaps last week against Baltimore. Once they trailed, once they even caught it close, Sony Michelle's role was absolutely diminished. Rex Burkhead was back. Rex Burkhead was the guy on the field when they had to either run or pass James White was on the field when they had to pass he even got a few rushes Sony Michelle's role was absolutely had a rushing TD had a rushing TD yeah at the goal line too they can't they could have brought in Sony Michelle they did not he broke 10 points but if you would if you take away that TD what is he he's right at 9.6 where he wherever he lives yep he He adds the touchdown he would have been at 9.4 yes just where he lives if he didn't have that touchdown 9.4 is exactly what he scored (laughs) the most consistent fantasy player in the history of fantasy james white yeah he scored the touchdown (laughs) and that put him it's insane dude that's amazing (laughs) that's great but yeah um so sony michelle showed you just how low his floor can be when the patriots aren't leading and don't get me wrong i'm not saying the Patriots aren't going to be leading going forward, but their uh, schedule is a lot more difficult than it was. After the bye, they get Philly, Dallas, Houston, KC, Cincinnati, and Buffalo. Cincinnati is the only cakewalk matchup there. So I'm not saying Sonny Michelle's not going to be good the rest of the season. Just if they are tied or trailing and they want to establish the pass, Sonny Michelle does not have a role. I, Yeah, the Patriots look bad. Did, did you see that video of Tom Brady? Dropping, yeah. dropping a bomb? I did. I I, use, I like to stay out of this conversation because I'm not... I'm definitely not black. I'm not white. Greeks aren't white. But we're not black Mediterranean. Either. Definitely not black. So I stay out of the conversation. But Tom Brady dropping an N-bomb? It was... How do you get away with that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Tom. Yeah. I think the more eyes are on that, the more we're going to hear about that in the next coming days. I'm surprised I haven't seen more about it. I, I think it's because it's not... It was definitely not in a discriminatory way. You know? No, yeah, yeah, definitely not. It was definitely in a friendship type manner. Yeah. You know? But eh. Still. A little weird. Out loud in public is a But <laughs> it I think we're not hearing a lot of it because it's not for sure that that's the word he said. Yeah. Although it does sound it does like sound that like very loud. <laughs> but with that being said, uh Philip Dorset definitely um his stock is down. Talking well, about most a guy new man. Yeah, most news there. And he took away all of Dorset's uh, mid-range passing. Now he's basically just a long yardage type guy, but they don't go long. They just don't. Two for four for 13 yards against the Patriots. And Nikhil Harry's about to come off the IR. He's supposed to be set for a week 11 return. So you got one more week where Dorsett maybe might do something, and then his stock is completely down. Nah, I mean, it's a bye week this week. That's right. Duh. Yeah, so, yeah, you there you go. Yeah, you can cut him. Yeah. Shit. I didn't even realize the stock was as down <laughs> as it is. Yeah. It's rough. Was that your last one? That was my last stock down. I'll end it now, too, then, Tim. My last stock down, the man who is yet to reach nine fantasy points this year and half PPR. The man who I thought his ADP was ridiculous. He was in my uh, one of one of our preseason episodes where we spoke about players you're not going to touch. Um, he was my one of those guys, uh, Terry Cohen. 
Ugh, you know what? You could just officially... He's still 57% owned in Yahoo. You could officially just let him go. You know what? At this point. When you're talking about Tyree Cohen, I need to play this again. The, the new again. <laughs> Two rushes, seven rushing yards, five targets. That's that's what's so sad for Terry Cohen. That's why these bagpipes are going. Two receptions, nine yards, and five targets in a game where they trailed the entire time. David Montgomery, four targets, three receptions, 36 yards. It's over. It's over, Tariq. Sorry. It's over. Your fantasy prospects are dead and in the dirt. Yeah. What's crazy is that they gave him a goal line carry. They did. I tweeted that this from the Brodo account. Well. No, it did not go well <laughs> at all. They go. They gave a 5'6 running back a goal line carry, and they told him to jump over the pile. Yeah, that did not go well. What I mean, he, he has thinks, to jump over like 6'6", six, six guys. He thinks he's bigger than he is, but at the same time, how big do you really think you are? Yeah. Michael, I mean, you're what, 5'8", five, 5'7"? Five, 5'8", five, on a good day. 5'8", on a good day with some shoes on? Yeah. Can you imagine jumping over 6'6", six, six men? I do it all the time. <laughs> That's what I do in my spare time. <laughs> when you ask me to hang out, I say I'm busy. Michael, where can they find you on Twitter when you're not jumping over 6'6", six, six men? <laughs> Mike underscore Patrop. You can find me at Tim Patrop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real frisky. Don't forget to <laughs> shout out the number one guest on the show, at Jason Patrop. <laughs> He's going to kill us. Um, the special guest will be on on Wednesday. Yes, as always. Uh, what else we got? Thrive Fantasy, at Thrive Fantasy, uh, and the Thrive Fantasy app, at Red Cup News. Shout out to them. We're their official fantasy provider. Patreon. Patreon.com slash Brodo Fantasy. Tomorrow we're coming out with our waiver wire show, so make sure you sign up. Dude, yo, I mean, look, it's week. $3 a month, peoples. $3. That's it. Three. That's one coffee. One. It's week 10. That's a half a coffee if you're going to Starbucks. True. It's week 10. You want to win a championship? Spend $3 a month. Word up. That's it. Also, don't forget to check out BrotoFantasy.com for our true value, true throw value, and true target value that shows the true value of every single throw that leaves a quarterback. Allen Robinson way down on that list. Yeah. I mean, Mr. Trubisky is probably the worst quarterback. Yeah. But there is a large variance between Allen Robinson's true throw value and his uh, consensus rankings on fantasy pros. Things like that you don't get anywhere else. BrotoFantasy.com. That was a really good promo, Michael. That's right. Got a future in this, I think. I didn't even. I just came to me, you know, just natural. Well done. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Broto Fantasy. We'll see you tomorrow if you're a patron. That's right. We'll see you Wednesday if you're not. Later. Uh, even if you are, if you're a patron, you're probably listening on Wednesday. True that. I'm just. I'm just babbling at this point. Yep. Peace. Later.